0: Hey there, I'm Gabriella, content and marketing specialist at Mindpool. In this podcast series, we thought it would be insightful to delve into the various verticals that the Mindpool platform can aid in various ways, all from customer-facing teams to scale-ups. Have a listen to learn more about Mindpool and find out how the platform can alleviate an array of pain points you may be experiencing in your organization. Enjoy. Okay, good afternoon, Trolls. I'm here with you today to talk about how Mindpool can help small to medium-sized businesses. But first off, why don't you introduce yourself very quickly?
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Gabby. Thank you for having me. My name is Trolls. I'm part of the Mindpool team. I'm a strategic operations manager here. I've been here for just over one year now. And my primary focus is, as it is implied, our strategy, our commercial activities, our operations team, our Product development, all sorts of things. You know, in a, in a startup, it's really common to sort of be the octopus in the beginning, and we are still a rather small team. So, so yeah, I do a bit of everything here.
0: Awesome. So why don't you just um, briefly introduce the whole concept of small to medium-sized businesses and approximately how Mindful can be of aid?
1: Well, I've been privileged enough to be part of several startups up until now, Um, and one thing that I've seen basically everywhere I've been is that the sort of the values that you set off with and the culture that you have initially is something that is really important for employees because that is why they're there. The purpose is not only to develop, for instance, the best product if you have a SaaS tool as we do or create the best sneakers or whatever. But it's actually because they truly believe in the reason as to why are we here, why are pushing anything out into whatever market that we want to penetrate or whatever. And one thing is that while you scale your business, because things are turning out great, people love your product, that's great. But one thing is that the initial sort of team members might experience that the DNA of that organization are changing. And hopefully it's for the better, right? Um, But most times people sort of feel, not a distance or anything, but they feel that the initial value set perhaps might have developed. So it's really important to sort of stay aligned with what are we actually communicating to our employees? How do we still include them when we deem it fit? And also, how do we sort of maintain their level of motivation to actually stay in the workplace? And one great way of doing this based on a lot of studies, naturally, but also like taking in the real life experience that we've all had in the Mindful team and and, um, previous sort of stakeholders in the company as well. We've all sort of experienced this some way or another, right? that we are part of a journey where we are developing something and we are growing, and all of a sudden it doesn't feel like how it used to be, the -hmm. thing that motivated us to actually be part of that founding team. And that's a real big issue because the employees that are there from the get-go sort of knows the market and knows the situation that they're in and are better equipped perhaps for seeing the long vision than someone who recently joined the team. So all of their insights, their knowledge as to, okay, we should do this, we shouldn't do that, If we don't sort of facilitate that usage of knowledge and best practices and so on there is a lot of gold being sort of missed out on like you don't use the opportunities that are just there at the same time it's really important to sort of include uh new employees in how we do business and also to create an opportunity for them to sort of challenge that why are we doing the things that we are why are we going in this direction when we should perhaps go in this other direction and in that case, it's really important that the sort of former employees or the sort of the old team understands that, well, it's good to be challenged. It's good to have some sort of new devil's advocate being there stating, hey, why are we doing the things that we've always been doing? Why haven't we tried this exercise? Why haven't we tried doing this set of activities? Right. So it's it's not only to sort of stay aligned, it's also to develop the people that are there because people will leave your company eventually if they don't feel that they're growing anymore because that is just you know our generation. If we don't see any potential for growth in a position, well, cheerio, good luck, see you later. We'll go somewhere where we are actually inspired to sort of still see that development, right? And Mindful is a great opportunity to do that because it's not a, it's not an activity that takes up a lot of time for employees, but it can have a significant impact as to how am I actually being included and how can I see my sort of inputs and insights being put into action. That is one way that you can use Mindpool. Another way is to sort of have this whole crowd of knowledge actually chipping in with best practices for other departments. So for instance, let's say that I used to work in marketing at, for some other agency or whatever. I might have some, some tips or tricks that you guys can use here in Mindpool. And vice versa, if you've previously been in operation, well, by all means, share that experience, right? And share the best tips and practices. And this is a way to do it, sort of facilitate this Without having to have numerous, you know, workshops or town halls or one-to-ones with the team, you can do this, and it literally takes less than ten minutes a month.
0: Right, because you mentioned devil's advocate yeah. and all these different methods. So then, what's primarily the difference between implementing these kinds of, you know, very like everyday strategies that already exist in the office? What's the difference between them and Mindful?
1: Well, it's a really good question. Well, first off, the sort of the the, the common. Goals that we know in the office is something that is primarily being shipped off from dealership in mm-hmm. terms of we have these set of KPIs that we need to, develop, to reach in either sales or marketing, customer service or whatever. And, and that's a good thing. It's, we need to have that sort of structure. But what we're missing out on, if we only sort of include the top level management or department heads or whatever, is that they're not the ones who actually knows the truth. Like the, the people who actually knows what's going on in the market or for the business or whatever is the people involved in it. So it's especially sales, customer service, and marketing teams. They are the ones who know, okay, this trend here, uh, whatever it may if it's some, I don't know, TikTok trend, that might not be the leaders that are aware of that, right? So that is actually the, the people on the floor, so to speak, the, the frontline personnel who knows this is going on or have these insights. So that's one way of actually not only having this sort of set of goals that we need to reach but it's also a way of actually coming up with new ideas and sort of challenge the strategy that has already been laid that is what you can do by using mindful instead of just going on about your your sort of uh, regular routines
0: mm-hmm. um, can you give an example or hypothetically an example of a company that uh, mindful has helped that classifies as a smb
1: yeah um I won't name them here because I haven't <laughs> asked them uh, formally if I can use them as a case. But we have one customer, um, and they actually thought that their sort of uh, innovation projects were going great because they felt that, oh well, we we are on top of of our goals. We know what should we deliver when. Um, and then when they did a survey, uh, they could see that okay, the the basically the projects that they were. They had the anticipation that these are going to be the top performers next year, and the employees could just say that, no, that's not going to be the case, because we have this thing called coronavirus, if I could still uh, sort of say that. Um, and we we have all of these sort of um, external things that we just simply can't control, right? Nobody knew, perhaps before February, that there was going to be an incoming attack on Ukraine from Russia, right? That's going to... Set off a huge uh, wave of of uh, market changes. To say it in a very diplomatic way, Uh, coronavirus, all of these things, we we haven't sort of factored them in when we create these strategy plans. We don't, simply because we're not aware of it. So, for instance, let's say that this company, if they had listened previous, or if they had previously been including their employees, they would have been it would have been possible for them to sort of factor that in and actually sort of use their resources on the products that brings the most value instead of just doing what top management would have done. So that's one sort of, uh, one instance where actually this customers of ours, they actually totally pivoted. They Mm -hmm. changed their focus from eight to three products. And now, last time I spoke with them, they were actually seeing a peak in sales because now the products that they are using the resources on, is always going to be, now, according to top-level management, the ones that are going to sell the best. So to sort of know and know how and when mm-hmm. to u- use your resources better. That's one of the, the main objectives as well.
0: And how malleable do you feel like leadership has been to kind of accepting that, you know, those in the ivory tower might not necessarily be the ones completely... In control and uh, the the kind of having the entire power to make decisions themselves.
1: It's it's a really funny thing because a lot of the sort of collaborators that we have or the customers that we're talking to have always been rather sort of I won't say nervous or adamant or anything but they've been they've been excited to mm-hmm. see what would actually be the output, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because many of them have sort of said to me or to some of our colleagues that it would they sort of perceive it as Pandora's box. So they don't know, okay, are we just going to open the plots and it's just going to be a tsunami of shit? Or is it actually going to be something that brings value to the company, right? Um, And we've we've experienced this several times and we've done this like a bunch of different ways previously in organizations. Like we had the old suggestion box. Mm -hmm. I think we've all seen that. How well did that pan out? Really badly, right? And it's because people, they didn't feel that they were being... Heard, actually you can put your input in here but you're never gonna see the result of it so to sort of change the narrative that it's always just leaders gonna say okay we're gonna do this or that and we are everybody's just gonna be having to say like okay we'll go in this direction to bring that sort of inclusion to the employees actually having an impact on what are we doing and why are we doing it mm. that is a game-changer also in terms of the motivation for for employees because that's where my focus is primarily is how can we Create a product that really suits employees, so that they actually feel that they this product Mindful brings some value to them instead of just being another survey that they have to fill out.
0: Mm. Right? right. So, like, so then you just touched on leadership, then, but on the reverse, how are employees responding exactly. to using Mindful? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really important for me as a both a a user myself of Mindpool and also from a product perspective and a user perspective that the product that we offer at Mindpool is not just directed at the managers, so it will help them out to sort of know, okay, we have all of these insights, we have all of these suggested actions, but that employees themselves actually feel this sort of inner motivation or intrinsic motivation to actually go in and participate in themselves rather than just having a boss say, like, fill this out now. Please do that because that's not motivating for anyone, at least I think. <laughs> um, so it's, it's regarding building the best product that it will actually sort of accumulate the best insights as well and having employees going there by their own desire rather than just having some external force telling them that they should go and do this.
0: Because mm. I feel like with a lot of other kinds of engagement surveys or polls or something, it can often seem more of a gesture, you know? It's just a kind of hollow gesture just to make employees feel like they're contributing, but they're not acting upon it. Exactly. So how do you take that step further to actually then act upon what's being said?
1: Great question. Well, I'm a huge believer in in autonomy in a way that if we actually give people the tools to do whatever we want them to do, well, people... will be more sort of uh, engaged in actually doing it mm. instead of just having a boss like letting you know, um, um, I have this expectancy of this department to fill out in this certain way, right? Mm. Because as you're saying, a lot of times when we get these invites, it's we paint this sort of uh, picture that we know that top management would like to see, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't represent the reality. And that is one of the game changers, at least from what I've been hearing from our customers, especially that People are now sort of feeling that they are being heard in a new professional way mm. rather than just stating, yeah, the container is fine, um, yeah. the, the sort of uh, the, the interior design is all right, I have a nice chair. Like stuff like that doesn't mm. bring any value, yeah, for your back, like <laughs> yeah. you don't have a shitty chair to sit on. But it doesn't really sort of elevate you to the next level of being engaged within the company and actually feeling that you can provide some value <laughs> instead of just, you know, going on about having your regular day. People need to be aware of we are all experts within our field and we need to be celebrated for that Mm -hmm. and that is one way that most of the feedback I've been giving from the employees of the different customers that we have is that they are now being taken seriously and they're being respected because they have inside knowledge that they only have yeah and now they feel that the Sort of the process of sharing that is much more easy because you don't have to set up a meeting, you don't have to prepare some slides, you don't have to do anything besides using your voice and spending five minutes within an app.
0: Mm, because, I mean, like you just said, it's frontliners yeah. that are at the kind of intersection, right, between the internal and the external business environment. So they're the ones that have an accumulation of all of these very unique pieces of insights. Yeah.
1: In regards to how this sort of uh, actually helps employees or the organization as a whole, um, Using Mindful, the feedback I've gotten a lot of times from our customers is that this is not only a beneficial activity for managers, because if the employees are actually engaged in a way that using Mindful as a tool or a method or whatever we want to call it, they themselves feel as if they are in sort of the driver's seat, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are going to sort of share the best insights, the best actions and so on, the predictions as well. But by doing this in a way that actually sort of intrigues or motivates the employee, The data for the managers and like the board and top level decision makers, whatever, is also going to be better because the data simply is better. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of a sort of a positive loop that we are going to initiate, right? We set up a mindful survey with an organization. The employees feel like, oh, this is something new. I've I've never tried this before. Uh, I'm being sort of asked why are things the way that they are because that I'm an expert within my field. So great. It's not about how is the chairs, how is the or anything. It's actually about my work. So the data is basically going to be better. The employees feel more involved in decision-making and managers, leaders, and so on will get better data. So it's like a win-win-win in that regard.
0: Mm. And can we just reel this back then to how it's especially applicable in these growing yeah, organizations, yeah, SMBs, you yeah.
1: know? Definitely. It's, it's basically because when you grow, mm. you start to sort of lose oversight of, where are we actually going? Why are we going here? And how are we making sure that the people that that are here is actually going to stay here? So when you grow a team, say, from 10 people to 50 people, there is a lot of sort of logistics uh, to think of. Uh, you need to have a bigger office. You need mm-hmm. to have more material, all this, right? But at the same time, you see a lot of times in, in startup and scale-ups that At that time, the managers simply are just trying to stay afloat and some employees might be sort of, they lose their motivation because they lose the drive. Because from going from being 10 people and then being 50 all of a sudden Mm -hmm. is a huge fucking jump, right? So a lot of the things we've talked about previously, like the DNA, the processes, how we work, how we interact and all this. It's, it's just going to be muddy like it's it's going to be this huge sort of mess where we don't know where we're actually going Why are we doing the things we are and by using mindful it's going to be much more easy because it's it facilitates that whole journey mm-hmm. You simply just add on more employees and when you do this you will be much more You'll be able to make much more proactive decisions rather than just hoping that okay We have this idea in, in our management group. Let's hope that's the best way of going forward mm. by having people help you like on the from the front lines from the different department heads and so on you actually have this 360 overview that you can build with Mm -hmm. instead of just standing like feeling oh what are we gonna do I don't know like we don't know either like Mm -hmm. use use your employees they're here for a reason they're not only here to do a job they're also here to to facilitate that sort of um, that journey as well because they want to be included in it they don't want to be passive and standing by just looking at this growth they want to be part of it otherwise they would have left the company another reason as to why i see a tremendous value in using mindpool in 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 a startup or a scale-up business is that it's sustainable in itself like when you start using this process of actually using not only tapping into but using your collective intelligence it becomes like the new standard in terms of uh, how you want to be able to provide value to your company not only by doing your fun- function like being a sales rep or marketing employee whatever mm-hmm. but actually by participating in coming up with great ideas for other departments like it's really inspiring at least i f- i feel that way my my colleagues you feel that way as well mm-hmm. we all want to sort of chip in but we need a way to do it effectively and do it in a way that is scalable as well so that's one of the main things that this is never going to be like a time-consuming, time-consumer for you mm. or your team. It, it's really brief. Like the activity is really s- sort of short. Mm. And as an employee, you can dive into it any way you want to. If you really want to go through all of your colleagues' uh, best predictions and insights and what should we do for for actions and so on, it's a brilliant tool because you, c- you can do it whenever you want to. So instead of having this bottleneck of uh, having a manager sitting on all the this sort of the golden nuggets, well, mm. they're facilitated and they're provided for you straight away. Just when, you've, when you're done answering your survey, you can see the results straight away. And that's a huge game changer. At least that's what I've heard from our customers as well.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Trolls, for being here today. Yeah, it's pleasure. been a pleasure.
1: Really great. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.